Let's do it. Welcome to Pangstars. Today we have Shay Dorena. He was born on the 18th of May in New Westminster, BC, making him a Taurus. Before we get on to him, let me introduce our host, meditation teacher, sound healer, and ketamine enthusiast, Shah Pang. I'm leaving the K-hole. I have entered the K-hole for the first time in my life. Never thought that I would live a life like this. Sorry, mom. But she really doesn't even know what that is. Does anyone's mom... Okay, listen. Does anyone's mom know what Kedman would be? Whose mom? My mom would certainly not know what the fuck that was. I think my mom would know that it's to do with horses. Really? Even that's inaccurate. It was. It's not really used for horse. Is she a horse lady? No, my grandma is. Oh, which yeah. one? Grandma Stevie. Yes. Bonafide. She, she like would ride horses for like many years and stuff. Yeah, she's that's cool. Pretty into horses. Shay, would your <laughs> mom know what <laughs> yeah. ketamine is? <laughs> oh, Can no. you hear oh, I think so. I think <laughs> my mom's like curious. She doesn't do drugs, but I think. Oh yeah, I can hear you guys. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't do that. She doesn't, she doesn't do drugs, but I think she knows I do drugs. Yeah. <laughs> Has your mom seen? So, so I think she would. She would. She'd be uh, aware of of ketamine she's... as a thing. I was thinking we'd do a four twenty special. <laughs> um, bit of a different vibe for four twenty this year. <laughs> it's not festive. <laughs> it's not festive, guys. I think the drug of the season <laughs> it is the drug of the pandemic. to be honest. But um you have a you have a joke, Shay, about <laughs> the end of the world and wearing a skin mask. How's that coming along? <laughs> oh yeah. Well I mean if it kicks off, it, it it's really gonna be who's the biggest. It's 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 not gonna matter anymore what uh what stocks you invested in and what car <laughs> yeah. you drive it's very much going to be who's got the bigger stick so i'm i'm feeling confident being being not like i'm in my my uh late 20s okay so i'm in the i'm in the prime <laughs> right now if the world goes to hell it's i'm i'm on top of the world <laughs> I mean, like, I, I want to make it known to the listeners that Shay is not, like, we, we're doing this over, like, Skype and, like, Messenger and all that. But Shay has not, he's the first guest that has not shown his squalid living conditions to us. So I don't know what the fuck's going on there. He could be naked, covered in blood for all I care. He could be wearing, like, a, you know, a literal face mask from someone he's, like, a person he's attacked and skinned on the street just to get you know that adrenochrome pumped up and looking his best for this true, interview i have true. no idea what we do not know what is going on i just see you with the fro smiling in a burgundy hoodie that's all i see so i don't yeah, know what's or, going on over there <laughs> could just be basement slaves that's what it could be that's what i think because i saw your tweet and i saw your tweet the other day like who's coming to your house if there's just a mattress on the floor, unless you have some good, <clears throat> so yeah, I'm like, oh, yeah, and I nodded yeah, yeah. to myself. I'm like, mm-hmm. True, true. I, I quite <laughs> like the the mask look. Um, I wish I'd started wearing the mask before everyone else did to kind of get a upon the trend because, like, you know, near Chinatown, everyone's wearing the mask, and yeah, I think it's a cool look. I like the anonymity of it. I think it's kind of mysterious you know, kind of sexy, has like a weird sort of, uh, I don't know, there's like a power in having like a mask on because you can't really it's wear yeah. a mask in a bank or anything like that. But now you can just walk into a store with your face covered. Except if you're the wrong color, like people have reported that like people are looking at them funny if you are like espresso or darker, you know really in america I mean, in america you can expect that yeah it could just be the masks because when <laughs> i see someone with a mask on i'm like get the fuck away from me oh can we swear i don't know if yes we swear. absolutely okay. you can say whatever you want you and and i actually think probably the last like official comedy show that we probably went to is your album taping swear to god i'm pretty sure oh, thank you oh, guys for right, coming yeah, yeah. Nice. we did show up I'm glad we went before yeah. everything. It's <laughs> pretty. A, it's pretty a good job you got that in. Yeah, that was great timing. Oh yeah, there's there's not going to be a new comedy <laughs> album for a while. That's for sure. 
do you think this is like not to be like all doom and gloom but is this the end is this the end of comedy <laughs> Um, I don't, I don't think it's the end of comedy. Like I think stand up has, has broken through the realm of just being like a fad. Like in the eighties, it was a little bit more of a fad, mm. uh, but now it's, it's, it's a very mainstream thing. I think we're going to see a massive hit and I think people are going to have to shift like uh, live events will be put on hold for who knows how long. Some people are saying that we're not going to have live events till 2021. Yeah. Um, so I think it's going to take a massive hit, but I don't think it's going to go away. I think it'll be something that when it's back, people will be very excited to have it back. How we're going to work on our acts and what comedians are going to do in the meantime is still a mystery to me. We're going to find new avenues to do stuff. Mm. I don't think the answer is Skype or not Skype, but like uh, mm -hmm. live stream comedy shows. Cause those aren't <laughs> that fun to watch. It's, it's, a no, it's weird. Like when you accidentally click onto someone's Instagram live, cause it's very easy to do that as well. And then you're just sitting in a room. It's just you and the other person, and it's it's awkward. awkward. There's a there's a whole like social um, code that's like uh, developed for that, like a weird social awkwardness online. You really, you do really need like the energy of the crowd. Mm. Like I think that's a very important part that is is completely taken away when uh when you don't have people grouped up in the same room and mm. it's just what you need for stand-up uh, maybe they're like as long the longer this goes the closer we'll get to someone finding some sort of middle ground and maybe what is the new revolution of online comedy but right now it is uh, yeah we we have no idea what it is and uh, we may never find it I think that's a really good point, Shay. Like, it's the same thing with me, right? Like, I teach meditation, yoga, and do live events, same thing, right? And and the people, let's say, in the fitness teacher type yoga community also, I see people, like, doing shit, like, every day, like, to, like, one to five people. And I'm being generous when I say, like, one to five people. And, and the market is oversaturated with people, like, offering essential their classes for free. Where I see some distinction is like certain people or certain companies or whatever brands, whatever certain studios have a very distinctive, unique offering that I think, and they were already kind of in that like recorded video zoom class kind of like industry already. They had already built up that presence there. I think they're going to take a hit, but they seem to be doing fine. But like individual teachers just scrambling around and, and teaching for no reason. Like, it's the same thing. People are kind of flailing. It's not really that interesting. And like, I've tried it myself. I'm just doing that, you know, more to like get followers for paying stars more than it is like any kind of money thing. Cause like, that's like, that's irrelevant. Like money's irrelevant right now. What, what the real thing is, is spraying uh, ketamine up my nose, getting over the chemical drip as it travels over my palate down my esophagus and eating like a whole fuck ton of applesauce I made myself to forget that I'm doing ketamine in a pandemic. Okay. I gotta say this, this ketamine, uh, you guys saying ketamine is the drug of the, of the year, the summer. I really think that's just you guys. No, um, no, I swear. Look, we're trying to, we're trying to get on the next wave. You have to think next ten, level, 10 steps ahead. Yes. See, I, I have a lot of um, conspiratorial friends who were talking about how big COVID's going to be in, like, February. So I try and think the next step, like, where people are going to be. You know, like, how people look at the stock market, you know, buy up all the masks, buy up all the hand sanitizer. I already have the hand sanitizer because I'm a hoarding Asian. Like, I have bags of rice because I'm cheap as fuck. I will buy toilet paper in no less than like 48 rolls per thing. So I was prepared also like, cause I'm nuts and like have lots of hobbies. I already bought all the puzzles. Like they're actually sold out now. I'm going the next, I didn't bake bread. Like I didn't do that like everyone else, but I did get the puzzles. We have musical instruments. I'm probably going to knit a very complicated sweater. Cause I'm about that bored out of my mind. And, and it, God knows I had the time. I binge watched like all five seasons of The Wire in like five days, practically like running out. But oh, I'll never. Well, you run guys out. have been at it, consuming. <laughs> yes. Consuming, consuming. What you, have you been doing? Yeah, you're a big bean guy, aren't you, Shay? Oh, big, big on memes. Uh, I'm deep in the memes, but oh, I'm, uh, I said I'm still... I said beans, as in. Uh, oh, beans! Yeah. yeah. 
Honestly, I've, one thing I've been doing is trying to eat healthy as possible. <laughs> good trying for you. On top, stay on top of my, my good eating, uh, finding different home workouts. But I'm still working, too. I, mm. I, I work for a YouTube channel, yeah. and um, and they're com- we're completely active, and every host is just filming and recording and doing everything from home. So my like uh, regular gig is still going, and then I have a, a couple other uh, channels I'm associated with uh, through like Instagram and Facebook and stuff. And one of them actually sent me equipment to film quarantine content from home. So nice. I've actually been busy and getting more work in the, in the quarantine. Sick. He's the one guy that's like killing it. And like, I, I love nothing more than a Taurus sun with a Sagittarius moon and a fucking Gemini rising. Yeah, like let's, let's just talk getting about into that. that chart. Let's get into it. Well, all Let's right. get into the chart. I, I I definitely know zero about this, and I do not subscribe to anything. But I'm hey. I'm in I'm into it. Let's get to it. It's all good. I mean, like, okay, Taurus Sun, Lewis. Why don't Why don't you tell Che about the qualities of the Taurus? I mean, not that I believe in it, but the right, Taurus let's be clear. are typically very stubborn. Although I have noticed that with yeah. every every Taurus that I've met, that's one similarity, and. uh Often loves the finer things. Luxury. And, uh, when it's when it's downtime, it's time. downtime. If it's nap time, you can't you can't rise a sleeping Taurus. But when you're working, you're working, and you are working right now. So good for you. Um, in your chart, like you know what I actually like is the sun moon pairing because, first of all, we're gonna do some one hundred and one, right, Lewis? Mm-hmm. The sun is generally how you appear. Like that's what you see in you know the newspaper and all the zodiac shit everyone's always reading about their sun sign which is so that's based on the actual day that you were born and then the other planets are Mm -hmm. related to the time the location um that you were born so the different planets are different uh, different aspects of your personality so the moon is you behind closed doors um the rising sign is you maybe to people before they know first impression crazy gemini air sign and sagittarius moon i'm a very sagittarian person so i have a sagittarius sun and moon so like sag is all about you know no commitments i don't want to make any commitments don't ask me to be tied down for anything please don't ask me to be i'll be somewhere on time if you need me to be but sagittarius hates commitment loves traveling loves like philosophy we're thinking about, you know, the bigger picture kind of stuff is a bit of a philosopher of the Zodiac and is ruled by the expansive planet of Jupiter. So a lot of good luck, fortune, travel opportunities, really higher learning philosophy and travel is all about Sagittarius. Um, and your rising sign is Gemini, which is the opposite sign of Sagittarius. It's, you know, everyone kind of loves to shit on a Gemini in the astrology meme world. Because Gemini is really just like a crazy air sign and a Gemini is the sign of the twins, a bit of a trickster and a joker, you know, like you can fuck with people because you can, that's a Gemini thing. And like Gemini loves chaos a little bit more than Sag, but Sagittarius and Gemini are in terms of opposite signs, like very alike in that they can, they are very charming, um, great with conversation, fast thinkers, and you know, you can get your, you can talk your way out of trouble. Okay. Um, yeah, I guess those are some of my traits for sure. Extremely vague. I'm into it. (laughs) Are you good at talking yourself out of trouble? Am I good at talking myself out of trouble? I guess so. Uh, I don't know. I can't think of a specific time when I have. Uh, but I, I think, yeah, I'm probably like, like decent at it. I think I'm just, uh, I'm a pretty honest person. So if I'm ever in a situation where I need to, where I've, wronged someone or i've done something wrong i usually just tell them what uh tell them the truth Mm, get in front of it and he's you know he's also got a lot of earth signs like you have sun mercury venus and taurus mercury is like the communication style so like he's already said like oh i'm honest i'm straightforward i'm up front that makes sense to me because taurus is a very dependable hard-working earth sign like earth signs are all about like you know, stability, security, being grounded and not kind of jumping to conclusions. The Venus is in Taurus, which is the planet of love and beauty. So this could be, you know, romantic behavior or love behavior. And that's very steady, dependable, uh, ruled by Venus is Taurus. So actually it's in, you know, as they say, exaltation. I'm not going to go deeper into this other than to say, 
I see some other planets also in Capricorn and Virgo. Your Jupiter is in Virgo. Jupiter has to do with, you know, like expansiveness and good luck. That's in very detail oriented Virgo. You have some social planets which are less important, but they're in Capricorn and your north node is in Capricorn. Earth sign Capricorn is the hardworking goat. So it's just grinding all the time, basically grinding until success. Lewis also has the north node in Capricorn. That's just like a quick overview of Che's chart, but a lot of earth signs. So, you know, no bullshit, no games, pretty no honest. No bullshit, yep. no games. Get Unless what you it's see. my love life and it's all <laughs> bullshit and games. Are you Let's single go. right now? Are you single right now? Oh, yeah, for sure. Single right now. Right. And how are you coping with being single in the pandemic? Because you can't really like go around and like go do all the stuff that you want to do when you enjoy being single. You know what I mean? I can't be a hoe. Yeah. But How's that? As many of you know their hoes never die it's so true. hoes cannot die they're adaptable <laughs> like uh cockroaches no, the only thing like that will survive only like fans.com slash chaderena oh man i should i'm you just should. considering it think get about the only it fans up and running I, yeah. I think i can make a pretty penny oh you gotta do you that, could man. everyone's got oh. one and i'm sure you would i'm sure a lot of people would pay you know a couple dollars for that to get an own to see my yeah, only to fans. see your only fans definitely um i think uh oh no yeah the the whole no uh you can't can't go hoe it up yeah uh, well i have like there's so i've ha i've had we've all had flings we all have like our, our little roster that we create <laughs> um so for the draft. for the yes you draft players you got like yep. an all-star team you yes. got starting that, players that's right mvps absolutely absolutely <laughs> so um so my uh, basically my roster was eradicated for Shit. this uh for this Shit. I, but it was i it was a self-decision of course i live yeah. with two roommates so i can yeah. only put so many people at jeopardy but it was agreed upon in the house yeah, yeah. That, it, that having one lady friend was was acceptable so i have sure. one so there's okay. one girl who i've seen for on and off for a while who lives down the street from hey. me. perfect <laughs> And she hit me up and was like, hey, it's quarantine. And I was like, yeah, Ooh. let's, uh, yeah. So I have uh, <laughs> someone I can go and just, and, and get a little bit of a quarantine fix and yeah. then go back to reality. That is amazing. Good for you. It's great. That's great. You are a lucky man. Like I had friends other, like that were either like kind of dating or whatever. And then it was just basically like, people were just like, I don't have the capacity. I am like, fuck, they didn't care enough about my friend to like go all in on this shit. I'm like. And, like, for the lonely hearts out there who, like, decided to, like, just pass on it, like, shit, you, you're missing out on something. You could have at least tried. You could at least try I, it. I know? do like what, what Shay said about having an agreement with the housemates. Respectable. But, like, a, it's almost like bending the rules a little bit. Because, like, there is the, oh, everyone's got to stay inside at all yeah. times. But then it's like, well, what if I need to go out and fuck or buy ketamine? Like... Absolutely. What, what then? You can't live by the rules because then you're fucked. There's got to be a, a way that you do things that's like, you know, like people are always like, you know, fucking and sucking secretly. Yes, they are. This is Absolutely. this is a human yes. a human thing. So yeah. it's um, I do hate the police state setup, but I do like the opportunities of like you know people bartering for stuff like <laughs> you know we trading meat for things <laughs> he did that you know, already beans or whatever so there, I, the new economies there has been little adjustments that have been interesting and me seeing this one girl is like a hundred times less dangerous than me going to the mm. grocery store so mm, true so uh yeah so i think i think i'm well within the means to get to, to go bust a nut <laughs> Um, what I'm excited right. for is the ensuing orgy that takes place once oh. we're all allowed to go outside again. Oh my! This God. summer, wow. if we're all released in the summer, everyone's been cooped up inside. People are going to fuck at the end of this. We're gonna fuck hard, and it's Just... gonna be great. <laughs> the the great Roman orgy. I mean, Rome. Uh, you know, my my wealthy gay friends are out there getting 12k of cool sculpting filling their faces for a wedding that isn't going to happen except on like Webex and, Oof. and they're legit like, no, like Che, this is how insane, like some people, this is how much money some people I know 
are throwing around while like the rest of us are living in basements but spending between 3600 to 4200 on a luxury car concierge service where are you going in quarantine daily starbucks run i can pick out whatever model and car that i want today i want the porsche cayenne tomorrow i want the two-door just to go to starbucks that's what some people are doing some people are eating like 300 dollar sushi with crab claws and three pound lobsters while the rest of us are eating i don't know like pigeon kimchi well, if the economy collapses, as it's already in the toilet, and society folds, <laughs> then we'll be able to crack these people's stomachs open and eat them from the inside. <laughs> All this $3,000 sushi that they're enjoying, we will rip from their cold, dead hands when we kill the rich. Yeah, they can't be mad. It's the new economy. They have to adapt yes. to getting their stomach ripped open. You know? Absolutely. It's like people... Are the ways. <laughs> It's like people telling uh, factory workers when their factory gets shut down, oh, just learn to code, learn HTML, learn yeah. to eat someone's stomach. Yeah. Just... I... Sorry, go ahead. I don't know. I, I'm just looking out the window at the crane and the condo that's coming up. Like, that's still coming up. Like, make no mistake, there's no pause in, in those guys' work schedules. Hey, the things that are adaptable, which will always survive, developers, real estate, and hose. Drugs. And, and yeah drugs. drugs developers real estate hoes hoes never die hoes <laughs> never die the long may trinity. they live what about webcams though like uh you ever you ever delve into that world at all oh camming you know i honestly considered it for for a hot minute there was uh there was a time when i i had a streaming setup uh mm. which i might get going again and i was like streaming on twitch and stuff like that um and i was like i could just be a cam boy and I like went yeah. and watched a couple of them. And I'm like, a lot of these guys are just talking and people are just <laughs> in their chat and just want to chat up these boys. And I'm like, man, I just be a cute boy. Why can't I just get paid to be a cute boy? That yeah. seems like a sweet deal. Like just... an eligible bachelor. So it's, single. It's like those, um, those host and hostess bars in uh, Japan where single yes. females will go along. And it's not like a sex thing. They're not stripping. They're just like having a nice conversation the lonely with a guy businessman who yeah. just needs yeah. some per a personal touch yeah i mean you can do that you, you're just doing some emotional labor that's fine that's work yeah i think i think i i think it would be a good idea yeah. i know it's a, it's a it's a huge hole to make money right now because mm -hmm. everyone's at home people yeah. need someone to be personally connected to people yeah. are lonely as fuck right yeah. now you could have a like shade arena hotline <laughs> Where people oh, just yeah. phone in and, you know, you talk about whatever. You ask them how their day was. Like one of those old school Quest commercials where it's like a hot girl and she's yeah. on the phone. Like, call hey. now. And I'm like sitting on the bed, like kicking my feet. And I'm like, <laughs> oh my God, you have, I'm waiting you have like for you to a, call. You have like a water bed or like a sofa that's shaped like lips, you know, a lot of like lava yes. lamps and uh, leopard skin. Oh, everything is tinted red. Every <laughs> last thing is tinted red. Here's another thing as well. Like, obviously, this is this is bigger than several 9-11s. Like, this will change the world more than anything has oh, before. Yeah. I'm interested in, in, obviously, how to develop culture. Obviously, people will do more things online. But people are going to start decorating the interiors of their house. And you know how you had, like, different periods of like art deco or like you know exposed brick was a thing for a oh, while Schwain. yeah but like the minimalist look as well like how are people gonna start designing their homes for like quarantine is there gonna be a style that comes out like are people gonna get into stuff like lava lamps again or like oh, tacky shit you know i could see it i think people will probably design the rooms in ways that uh things they miss They'll be like, "This is my park room." <laughs> I want to have like a like a British phone box in the room, yes. even though they barely exist anymore. Just to remind me of like, I mean, I, I I'm not sure I can go home no, for like a few fucking years. No, that sucks. But yeah, I might a... get a lava lamp. Like, that is pretty this. terrifying. But you guys, so you guys are all into the astrology and everything. Sure. What yeah. does what is the future say? What's what's gonna happen? What's in the cards? That's well, a good question and a great um, segue, actually, because 
Shell's got the cards out. So, oh. so shall we do the animal cards? If you want, Shay, what do you? What would you like? So should I? Ha should I see these? Should we go video for this? Can you not see the video? I can't see the video. Oh, you. We are on video, so oh. you could. Yeah, you guys are on video. Yes, we yeah. are on video. Yeah. Maybe click. he called us on an audio call, so you can switch yours to a video. I think. Video? No, I called video. I think you need to switch yours. On. Oh, you. Ha he has to switch his. Yeah. Yeah. Here, I'm gonna try and switch it over. I might have to, cause it's it, the video button's like not on for me, so oh, I'm gonna okay. plug in my webcam okay. so I can. All right, no worries. You can test. You can test your webcam stream skills. Yeah, and we I can, can. We can pretend to be a desperate couple who needs a third, but only <laughs> electronically because otherwise that violates the rules. Oh my god! Did you <laughs> did you read that article where that guy was like? Uh... Um, oh, I'm I'm trapped in quarantine with my girlfriend and her boyfriend. Oh my god! And like he's in the guest room, Jesus just Christ. existing in like this little Brooklyn flat. Oh, that sounds horrible. Because he was like, oh yeah, it's a two bedroom, so I sleep in the guest oh my room. God. And then sometimes she'll sleep with him. Sometimes <laughs> she'll sleep with me. And one night she fell asleep with him, and then he woke up and she wasn't there. She just gone oh. to the other. <laughs> That is depressing. Yeah. Oh my god! You're, but, you're, he, yeah. but he wasn't even like he has a podcast about it. But he wasn't even like sad about it, which was the weird thing. It's just, like, just like admit this is fucked up. Don't yeah. give me the no no. He's been thoroughly like cucked enough that he accepts his lot. Dude, think... that is the ultimate cuck. <laughs> <laughs> I think he was the. I'm not sure he was the original boyfriend. I think he was like the was... one that came in. Oh, okay, yeah. So he's just dirt under her heel. Yeah, he's he's like the fuck boy. <laughs> Jesus Christ. He's like the living fuck boy. He's like the side piece that's good for nothing. Like you you know that like the other one was like better, so she's like like they can't kick him out because it's a charity case, so they're not going to do it. It's a pandemic. That's what I think is yeah. going on. Clearly. That's that whole dynamic. God. Polyamory is is disgusting. Imagine being say. a part of a polycule. Like, could you imagine? Like, wow. I, you know, as much as not that I really tried that hard. Like, but it's like that's not that's not for me. I can't. See, no, what I've I always, what I really enjoy yeah. is I like being the side piece. I oh, love yeah. being the side piece. I love, love uh, when yeah. a girl has like, like she's in an open <laughs> yeah. thing and she yeah, has yeah, a main yeah. dude that's who funny. like takes her to dinner and yeah, does all the yeah, stuff, yeah. and then she's just like. You're a dick. And I'm like, I am. Yeah, I'm just a dick. I'm a human dick. <laughs> and I come and I fuck you. And then I probably sleep. Maybe sleep we better. eat food. And then I nice. vanish. <laughs> and I don't have to. There, I have zero responsibilities. That's a freewheeling. That's a good. That's a good deal. It's the best deal. It's great. Yeah. And sometimes it gets messy because sometimes okay. something weird will happen with the other guy. Oh. And then she'll be like. Well, like, can we be like more personable? And like, can I text you? Like, how are you? And I'm like, whoa, how are you? Like, chill out. <laughs> no, yeah, like. No. <laughs> I think maybe God sent uh, this plague to destroy polyamory forever. Like, when I was reading that article, I just wanted to start reading the Bible, stop doing drugs, you know, just live <laughs> a live a wholesome life. I'm like, there is too much sin in the world. Hopefully, it'll be all washed away. I mean, honestly, my friends are doing the best are the Christian friends. And, you know, one of my friends is like, oh, I'm reading I'm doing my own Bible study because she got laid off. Um, and I'm like, I'm like and I go to Lewis. I'm like, honestly, I'm like, that's the only book you want to read. Like I legit like pulled out Revelations for fun because like that's a good one. You know, like now Revelations times Ketamine will probably allow me to understand the meaning of life. You know what I mean? Okay, so I'm trying to get the but video I'm not going. Christian. But yeah. It's oh, it's not working. Not working. Do you, can oh. I call you guys back, or will yeah. that fuck up? I'd say, actually, podcast? if we if we're just doing the animal cards, we can tell you what animal it is. Yeah. All right, I'm cool oh. with that. And you can visualize it in okay. your head. Um, All right. That might be the best way to okay. go about it. So Lewis Mold should ring a chime, and Che, I'm going to be shuffling now. So shuffle them. You know, you can. You know, send send me your vibes. I'm gonna I'm shuffling the cards with my hands. I'm your hands. I'm shuffling the cards. You just tell me when I should stop shuffling. Okay. Um. One more shuffle. Yeah. And stop. All right. 
I'm done. So we're going to pick three cards for you. And I mean, okay. you know, when I pick the cards and we tell you what animal it is, you can even say like, oh, what do I think about this animal? Like, you know, what are your impressions, right? That, that'll be fun that and evocative. Good. Ooh, shit, we got the coyote. Mmm, coyote. What do I think about a coyote? Yeah. Uh, I think about scavengers. I know coyotes is a trickster symbol, I think, in Native American yes. uh, mythology yes. or something. And that episode of The Simpsons as well. What? Yes. He goes on a spirit quest after eating oh. a when he's the insanity chilies. Yeah, I think coyotes are kind of the side piece um, yeah, animal as well. Sneaking side around, piece, sniffing yeah, sneaking, around. Uh, scandalous. <laughs> this Definitely. one looks. It suits you. It's good. This I I picture coyotes as quite scrappy animals, but this one is actually quite well put together. He's got quite a mane on Ooh. it. But anyway, this, yeah, this this book has a little poem <laughs> about the coyote, which I'm going to read to you. So here oh, it is. Beautiful. Coyote, you devil, you tricked me once more. <laughs> Must I sit and ponder what you did it for? Shit. The great trickster. That sounds exactly like me. I don't know how many girls <laughs> be like, that's you. That's you. Wait, let me read this again, but for Shay. Shay, you devil, you tricked me once more. Must I sit and ponder what you did it for? Oh yeah, that's a that's a pretty yeah pretty honest breakdown of uh, of some of the slippery things I've done in the past. Let me just uh, scan this article a little bit. Is the coyote of... smiling? Does he no, have like a little smirk or he's, something? He's got a poker face on. Very deadpan. Very oh. deadpan. Very deadpan. Um, so the coyote has many magical powers, but they do not always work in his favor. His own, his own trickery fools him. He's the master trickster who tricks himself. No one is more astonished than the coyote at the outcome of his own tricks. He falls into his own trap and yet somehow <laughs> he manages to survive. He may be banged and bruised by the experience, but he soon goes on his way to even greater error, forgetting to learn from his own mistakes. He may have lost <laughs> the battle, but he is never beaten. Damn. That's... There, yeah, there's definitely some areas where that speaks to me deeply. God, it just sounds like going over to an ex-girlfriend's house, like, late, drunk, <laughs> And, you, and then you're like, I shouldn't be here. And then you're like, oh, what did I do last night? And then you text her the next week, like, hey, what are you doing? Like, you up? <laughs> yeah. I that, like the, uh, the the um, the skill of talking yourself into and out of trouble constantly. Because I'm quite good at that. It kind of evens out the amount of trouble that I get in and get out of. But it is a skill. Here, here's what confuses me about a lot of comedians. Like... Comedians often complain that they their job doesn't pay a lot. It's hard to get money. But, like, surely as a comedian, it should be easier to blag your way into certain opportunities or a job. Like, what do you think about that? Do you reckon it's, like... I think, yeah, I think uh, the... the it's um, I think a lot... Okay, so this goes along with my perceptions of, of horoscopes and stuff, too. I believe that um, perceptions are... Are, are like stronger than we believe like the placebo effect is yes. extremely powerful yeah. so if you buy into the idea that comedians are so st supposed to be poor then you subconsciously train yourself to live that lifestyle mm. um and so you'll like i'm i'm reading a book right now on how to like reprogram your subconscious because those are things that are like programmed from the time we're like seven years old and then we kind of live with these underlying parts of our lives that we never really think about like like you your parents tell you like oh you're not smart or you're not athletic as a kid and then you think you're just telling your kid that but you're putting in their subconscious that that's their reality so when comedians come in with this concept that this is the reality of comedy then mm. they, then sometimes they will believe and live that lifestyle and they'll close off their like they'll close off their mind to any opportunities that could potentially lead them out of that. Cause I know plenty of comedians who are doing well or living modestly or, or who are not struggling with money. It's not this complete mm -hmm. poor lifestyle. And when you look at a lot of these comedians as well, you'll see like, Oh man, comedians are broke all the time. It's like, yeah, but how much like pay attention to how often they're getting drunk at the bar. It's like, you can't yeah. complain about being broke. <laughs> 
and then get wow. wasted at the bar because you're you clearly have money to spend. But if you were using that money in a little bit of a smarter way, then yeah. um, you probably have a very different outcome. So I think I don't know. For me, like it's since uh, I've started doing stand up, I've gone into the best financial situations I've ever been in, mm-hmm. and I've always managed to work out a something uh, outside of stand up that would like be in addition to my career whether it was like being a server but only a brunch server so mm-hmm. i could always have my nights free or now i'm working with a youtube channel so working for them every time they post something it increases my social media mm-hmm. spread which then in turn people watch my stand-up mm-hmm. so i think yeah it's, i uh, i think there has been a trend of poor comedians but i think people use that uh oh i'm a comic as a crutch for their own inability to make money that's a very good point yeah you get you get trapped into the trope you make your own because there's a lot of interesting things when it comes to like um positive uh, what's it called positive affirmations yeah. the secret the law of, the attraction. Law of attraction absolutely yeah. and also the drinking as well i i stopped drinking maybe almost exactly a year ago just a year mm-hmm. actually yeah and Only it was a year. Wow. well it was it was this time last year where i was almost going to be going back to the uk because i didn't have a job or a place to stay i got broken up with and all that i was going to those like after hours clubs real oh, like yeah. real degenerate <laughs> shit he told me where they like smoke inside oh and people do coke off the table it's all just gross. just absolute just it, it was bad because i went a few times in a week and the guy recognized me there <laughs> and he was like you you've been here too much oh my god you've been here even too the guy much. works there was the like, guy who works there because there's the there's the 20 dollar one which has a live band and then yes. there's the 10 dollar one which is like the black one which plays all like um hip-hop and that and it's a bit more yes. like gangster it's actually the better one, if I'm going to be honest. But um, yeah, rough. more of a party for sure. More of a yeah, better better music. Um, but yeah, that was that, that was rough. But quitting drinking, one of the best things that I've that I've done. Oh, absolutely. I I've I've definitely noticed since we've been in quarantine, I yeah. haven't had a drink, and I'm <laughs> nice. hopefully going to keep that going mm. once we were out of quarantine because every time i'm in any sort of uh progression in stand-up i always find that i um that every time i trip up it's it's directly connected to alcohol huh. i'll be on a good stride i'll be getting work done i'll be like writing every day and then as soon as i drink it's, everything falls apart stop going to the oh. gym stop eating healthy and it's it's you take away your motivation you feel like crap and then it's a it's a few days to get back on track. So if you if you have like one day of drinking, it's like that day's kind of cut off and the next day you're hungover. Then you have like two, three, maybe four days of like getting back on track. That's maybe like a week. And if you drink once a month, that's uh, that's a quarter of your year that is not productive. Yeah. And especially open mics as well. Like you're just, you go into a bar and drinking and then you happen to do like five minutes at the mic but it's mainly just drinking at the bar, but you yes. happen to be. And so people feel trick themselves into thinking they're being productive when actually you're really not because it's so fun as well. Like everyone else is around and, you know, it's kind of boring to not drink in those environments as well, but you just have to refocus your priorities, I guess. And, you know, yeah, and you find different avenues. Like one thing I find strange is that uh, like comedy is a very social thing and you'll stand and talk and you'll do those things. But there is so much sort of downtime while you're waiting for your stage time. And, mm. and so many comedians don't capitalize on it. No, mm. you don't see too many people sitting and writing or working on different things or at some you have hours every night where you're just hanging out and you can use that some of it to hang out of course you want that social aspect of comedy it's one of the best parts but still take that time to work on other aspects of your craft other than just waiting to go on stage Mm, absolutely Uh, do you um you may have mentioned like shrooms before but do you ever mess around with like um microdosing uh psychedelics um I did, but I don't think I was doing small enough doses. I was doing <laughs> mushrooms, and I think it was like 0. 0.3 or 0. 0.5 or something. Mm. So I was still kind of feeling the effect of the mushrooms. And yeah. I don't know if um, 
uh, taking like psilocybin, because it was just literally like someone took mushrooms and ground them up. It wasn't like removed mm. psilocybin or anything like that. Mm. And I don't know if that's the way to do it because it's still like the digestive process with mushrooms is always harsh. Or maybe it just needed to be a way lower dose. Yeah. But it didn't, I didn't really find a huge benefit from it i've really reduced the amount of can cannabis i'll consume at a single time i don't know if you would call it microdosing, but literally just taking like a small puff off of a joint and then just going through my day rather than getting like yeah. high or hitting a bong or something like that but i know a lot of people have had huge benefits off of microdosing. i just haven't really experimented with it too much myself yeah um i've got a friend uh, uh colin cummins who does the podcast uh talking mush which is um pretty interesting but he has a he has his uh, co-host there who talks about he has it down to a very um precise science so he'll have and i think 0.5 of mushrooms is a bit too much but he'll have like a maybe a point one or two and then have something else like a supplement that he takes with it it's like a joe rogan type like a uh, non like a non like not a drug like he will have mushrooms and like some vitamin supplement yeah okay it, it's something else which like a nootropic or something like a, something a brain stimulant it's it's not a nootropic it's it's something else which um which contributes to the absorption of the shrooms i'm not sure what it is it's like it's like oh. niacin i think it's niacin oh. so then what's the effect of that then what would it do um it changes the way it metabolizes sure, in the body um but yeah it's just like an interesting alternative to taking um you know drinking or um, oh absolutely high because you have it it gives you a it's not so much the effect of it it's how it changes your being you can just kind of sit and be okay with you know doing nothing or being with yourself and your thoughts so it's quite an interesting way to um to adapt without like you know getting high or you know getting fucked I, up i think a lot of the the aspects of alcohol consumption like when i think when i think back on it when i was younger maybe it was different but the last few times i remember really like going out and drinking i'm like what did i do that night there's so mm -hmm. many blank spots and it's not even so much that i was wasted it's like while i'm drinking i think just the even a s small amount of alcohol consumption really just hinders my memory and i'm like am i really enjoying it because i don't remember <laughs> anything that i really did yeah. um and on top of that what you're saying about sitting alone with your thoughts i think a lot of people don't ever do that process mm -hmm. like not enough people meditate or really no. do some sort of self-exploration and when you go out and drink you can do use that so social lubricant to kind of become yourself and loosen into what you want to be rather than already having an understanding of who you are and going into social situations and knowing what you like and don't like and so you can use it as a crutch of like not forcing yourself to do any sort of exploration absolutely Charles got another card what we got now the crow it's the crow and and the final card i had a little preview is amazing but yeah you got the crow he got the crow reversed it's looking at its own shadow what what is conjuring up when you think about the crow the crow. Okay, when I think about crow, I think of another another scavenger for mm, sure. Yes, true. Um, very intelligent and perceptive. Yeah, very intelligent. Also, kind of, their crows are tricksters too. They're little. Uh, they get into some trouble. Um, what else? I know a, a group of crows is called a murder. Yes. That uh, that's a fun little tidbit. Um, what else? I don't know. What other images have I getting conjured up by the crow? It's looking at its own shadow. So I guess yeah. like some sort of self-reflection. Yes. And it is about the shadow self. I want to go back to like coyote also. Like coyote is like a Gemini card, right? Gemini is also the trickster of the Zodiac. And mm -hmm. yeah, Lewis has a little poem for you. Mm. Just one question, Shay. Are you left-handed? I'm not. I okay. am right-handed. Uh, it just said it was the crows are left-handed. So I thought that might be. Does it say that? It says dead crows. Guardian. Yeah. Who, who cares? All right. The poem. Crow, are you cawing so I may know the secrets of balance within my soul? Or are you sending your sacred core just to remind me of universal laws? What does mm. that mean? Uh, I guess everyone is like, I'm, I know myself, I constantly, you're constantly at those inner battles of uh, who you want to be and who you are, sort of mm -hmm. like trying to progress. And I think, um, hmm, 
there's uh i think in the past maybe in the past year i've gone through like a level of realization to to understand like oh how how long progression will take and how to take like smaller bites at changing right. my own personality or this what i was talking about with like the subconscious retraining your subconscious things like that because uh, my old lifestyle was definitely like just super indulgent and very lazy mm. and I'm trying to change that and not be that kind of person anymore mm. so if I was going to give credit to the card I would say it was probably referencing that going through a stage of change and trying to uh, change the universal norms and uh, create a, a new balance for myself I I really like hearing you know kind of your take on alcohol I think I've never been a drinker. I'm Asian. I'm basically allergic to it. And I never really got into it. Even giving you the context of me saying I did fucking ketamine during the goddamn pandemic. You need to know that I did not ever smoke weed until like my early 30s. I really? Yes. I was a straight edge, non-drinking, non-partying Asian daughter of immigrants. Like I went back to school this year and like legit like, you know, I'm on the dean's list. Obviously, I've trained for 20 fucking plus years knowing how to do this running circles around like other people just because that's how I've been raised. And the fact that I got 79 on one class doesn't make me happy, but I'm sure I'll be on a Dean's list again. But you need to understand also my contact is like certainly not the average person that would be do going anywhere close to that. Like mm-hmm. I had a traumatic experience with a psychedelic over Christmas that gave me a concussion. And due to oh. that, yeah, it was fucked up. I didn't know for two days what was going on and I only realized that and took myself to the doctor in time nothing bad happened thank thank goodness but so I was extremely traumatized by that experience and remember like I'm a person who has eaten all the lines of like drugs are bad don't don't not be in control of yourself my whole life I spent maintaining control and being in control like I'm a fucking Capricorn rising I need to know the rules and how to achieve or like how to fucking break them like I need to always be in control like that's that's me um understanding that also I can't I've over the last like 12 plus years meditation yoga like working out being healthy eating better organic food sometimes whatever like I've done everything raw diet you know everything right everything in the health and wellness sphere (laughs) I've done so my context in terms of like the the context in 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 which let's say I've used weed was like weed oil and edibles for personal healing spiritual healing healing from trauma i spent about a year working with mushrooms in various doses to heal from grief caused by you know like ancestral or personal trauma and my father passing away so like for me the context of using drugs is really in a healing context or to get over like the shadow self past stuff also, the fact that we're all kind of in a pandemic, forced to face ourselves, like we can't go anywhere. You're here with yourself or whoever you live with. We're in a time of deep shadow work, as they call it, where we have to look within to, you know, just work on ourselves and, and work to better ourselves like you're doing as well. And this is a time where like nothing is going on. Everything's stagnant. For some of us, there's still work, of course, but everything is slower and life moves at a different pace. So it is interesting that, you know, you have this card and this is also the stuff you're working on. But like, remember, I'm a person who's like probably like I like I I've never smoked a cigarette like drugs are bad. So for me to have even I was telling Lewis I'm like this is a huge like road bump having had a traumatic experience that gave me a concussion for me to even try to do something chemically I've never done coke I would never do it I would never snort something for me the and and having had friends tell me how disgusting they felt the morning after a coke binge like it's I've been around it at parties my friends would do it whatever but like I would never do that I've never touched it so I'm like oh snorting a powder must be so disgusting or like dry and gross and 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 I don't have sinus problems the most I do is like a neti pot you know those saline things that go in and out one nostril Oh yeah, yeah. Right. I, I do that. Like not even a spray. So I, I have zero experience and zero business spraying anything up my fucking nose unless it's <laughs> a neti pot. Right. Like I don't do that. So for me to even get over the psychological hump of being like, all right, like I don't even want to do this. But like it, now's the time. Like I'm <laughs> curious. It's like, have you ever heard of Vipassana meditation, Che? 
No. Okay, so it's basically a 10-day silent meditation retreat. You do not talk to people. Men and women are segregated. You might have like a bunkmate, like you might have to share a room with another person, but there's a curtain between you and you're not even supposed to acknowledge them, look at them in the eyes. You're not supposed to talk or look to you or communicate with anyone. You're supposed to be there living like a monk, uh, like not killing anything, not stealing anything, eating the bland veggie. Actually, the vegetarian food is good, but... All you're doing is eating, sleeping, shitting, showering, meditating like six plus hours a day in the hall with everybody or by yourself in your room. You can take some nature walks. That's it. No talking until like day nine. Like I've gone through that. But my point about ketamine and Vipassana meditation is basically that it's like I would always ask people like, what is Vipassana? But like, what was your experience? Nobody could ever tell me because, of course, with anything as as well with like spiritual or like like drug exploration our chemistry different our backgrounds are different everyone's different we will have an individual experience there are certainly some universals that we can you know peg across a board and say oh this is what you might have but it's individual for everyone so what infuriated me about ketamine and vipassana was that no one could actually tell me what had happened so fuck it i just had to find out for myself and basically that's where i landed with those things um yeah but there was a huge (laughs) speed bump like a huge hurdle for me to cross in order to a spray something up my nose b like i'm like ooh, it smells like hawaiian tropic but i'm like eh. yeah like, like I, it's it was it was a a nasal spray prescribed yeah. of, of of course prescription <clears throat> and uh and it was flavored and it was far from doing like a key like a dirty key of ketamine <laughs> in a shaking my head i yeah. wouldn't know about because i was i was it still smells like ketamine but it reminds me of the first time that i took it at a house party in leeds <laughs> and it was a guy in a in a yoshi mushroom <laughs> hat this big northern lad from yorkshire oh, goes, oh you're right mate do you want to try some of this and i was like yeah all right fine far Far away from the uh, the technology we've got now. Um, oh yeah, I I, uh, I completely I understand completely where you're coming from, and for you to have to go over that psychological hurdle, exactly what I was just reading about was how like your subconscious programming, if you've been told and yeah. been telling yourself your whole life, yeah, that you're that something is bad for you to yeah. then do it, you're you're at like a your your inner your inner dialogue is is in distress with yourself and and conflicting with what you with with your decisions mm-hmm. so the entire time you're doing it you're you're not feeling well you're not going to feel like yourself because you feel like you're doing something bad yeah mm-hmm. absolutely like my inner thought... self was like oh like i'm like a i'm a sleazy bad yeah. person i feel like shit this is a line where my innocence is going to be ruined forever like it was mm-hmm. really like all of that was like <laughs> legit. It was like in there, right? But that's the. I think there's a lot of value to um, like drugs being taken out of the context. Like it's not like you're being um, you're in an environment where people are taking ketamine We're making or other me. drugs. No, no. Where you because there's different ways to you know obtain things like this. Now it's not like you go to a guy on the street. There's um, you know the technology's improved in terms of like distribution or whatever um so to take it outside of a context and you know drop someone in it when it's like you know completely out of your world there's a lot of interesting uh social changes that could happen because of that like people who would not be in contact with um you know mdma with these like they do it for therapy for post-traumatic stress disorder people who would never be in the situation where they'd have access to it but then they're given it in a therapeutic setting and they get a lot of value to it. So it's like there's an interesting development in terms of like making psychedelics available to people who wouldn't be in the area. They don't know. They wouldn't be that like market demographic. Like, and and that was a good point. Like even discussing this with Lewis before, I'm like, yeah, I'm like, I am not a person that would ever in my life like I would never even know how to find you like I would never be in the arena at all I would be nowhere close to yeah I would be nowhere close to a society or like knowing people where like that would happen except there's overlap and there's Lewis Mould so yeah we um, I think me and Lewis are in one camp oh yeah and how to do drugs I'm on top of that yeah you see you 
you need to like do drugs, but then you also need to moisturize your face. You know, you right. have to you have to look a, look after yourself when you <laughs> you know take some vitamins the next day. Do Great stuff responsibly. Yeah, absolutely. Self care. Yeah. Uh, let's draw one more card then. What else we got? It is so good. Che, this is one of my favorite cards, and you're going to love it. It's the Black Panther. Oh, look at that. Look at that. I like that a lot. Well, yeah, Black Panther, what does that bring to mind? Of course, you got the Black Panther movie, Civil Rights Movement. Uh, and also, what was there's something with a Black uh, Like, a Black Panther doesn't actually exist. It's a jaguar, yeah. I think. Yeah. It's, it's a... a it, it just has a different it's the same ways you can get like an albino tiger like mm -hmm. it's it's not its own species it's a jaguar just as its color is so dark you can't see the spots um yes let me but, let uh, me tell you the little poem <laughs> about it oh midnight jaguar wash me with your courage and steal me with your grace so i may know the value of the void of time and space teach me all your lessons how to face the dark unknown then let me bravely leap into the shadows all alone. Ket talk. Mm. Ask some ket talk right there. <laughs> yes, definitely. Deep, deep. I guess, yeah, if I was, once again, giving credit to the card. Um, I think, like, uh, uh, the whole thing of, like, jumping to the shadows all alone. I don't know. I've been a, a solo person for for a long time. Uh, I've left my house when I was like 18 and haven't mm. moved back since. And I've just kind of like moved to different countries on my own and different areas on my own. Wow. Um, and just like kind of just figured it out. Uh, like I moved to Mexico by myself. I found a job as a scuba diving instructor and just went down there. Mm -hmm. When I wanted to do stand-up, I just moved to Toronto on my own. I didn't know anyone here. Mm -hmm. And you just kind of like make those leaps and do those things. And you just kind of see what unveils. And I always trust that it'll work out because it just always does. You're just like, yeah, you'll figure it out. Yeah. You, you can be you. Uh, uh, strong enough to uh, not even strength isn't even the right word. Just like uh, bold. just I, yeah, bold yes, enough I mean. and confident enough yeah. uh, to just be like uh, it'll it'll work out. Because you, I find for most people, as long as you're like um, somewhat intelligent, you can you can work your way around the world and not worry about it crashing in on top mm. of you. Absolutely, that sounds like a very Sagittarius. I I know. I was vibe. just gonna say it's like a Sagittarius Moon thing, right? Like that's the inner emotions and your true self, in a sense, right? Like he's very practical, like very practical, and you understand like what opportunity is. You're working hard towards that, and you understand that everything, you know, like you're saying, like oh, all my jobs actually feed into what I want to do. People come back to this, like. I think you actually have a business sense in a way that a lot of people do not about kind of their life like he actually you have your shit together so respect to an earth sign but yeah i like the like moving around like yeah that's the optimism of sagittarius as well no matter how fucked up stuff can get like things are always fine they always end up fine yeah just move country that's what i <laughs> yeah sometimes you just gotta go you and gotta uh yeah, and it's also, it gives you, like, fresh starts, and it gives you perspective, and it's nice to, uh, like, uh, well, the re one of the reasons why, like, when I, once I moved out of my house, I made sure, like, I didn't accept, like, Christmas presents or birthday presents or anything anymore, huh. because I wasn't in a financial situation where I could give back. I mean, right, I was, like, right. I was 18 years old, um, so I, I made sure, I was, like, I don't want to take anything that I can't give back, and also I don't want financial support or anything from anyone because I want to be able to do all these things on my own. You need, because eventually you're going to have to. So it's like, mm. might as well start now figuring out how to take care of yourself. Mm. Absolutely. I think that's a good place to uh, leave it. Um, we usually wrap up on a question. Um, Ooh, hit me. I intended this for be, to be the 420 special. It, yes. It's kind of a bit hackneyed to talk about like weed and that. We didn't really, we talked about a lot more interesting things um so here's the question if you had uh, a strain of weed if you grew weed like mike tyson grows weed yes. what would you call your strain oh my strain what would i call it uh man i would give it like a i would give it a real dumb name or something like that i like naming stuff uh so what would i name it oh, this is you're springing this on me 
maybe like uh i really like the name viper durango i really <laughs> that's a, a favorite of mine that i've used on a few different things on uh i think that's my name on like my finsta my fake instagram <laughs> account yeah so viper durango is one i've always nice. leaned nice. towards i would buy some of that for sure yeah do you have that's a, name a good ring with a I got a pass for now. Lewis may already have one since he's the one who posed the question. Hmm. You know, Do you? I I don't actually. I was I was thinking about this the other day. All the all the strains of weed just sound kind of like lame. Like what's a lame name? Ah, uh, you just have like weird uh, names. Like I like I like classic names like uh, Acapulco Gold. Acapulco Gold. That's good. White Widow. Yeah. So I'd call it something yeah. like uh, Ginger Kush or something. <laughs> Mm, that's good. I think I. It's gonna be like spicy, you know, okay. but it's also like could be gingery <laughs> hair because it has orange hairs. So oh yeah, yeah, yeah. something like that. Well, you know, if I if, if I had a finsta, I'm gonna use Che's inspiration, but I've already floated this around. I would call it Pangdemic Princess. Ooh, that's nice. my strain. Pangdemic Princess. Yes. Mm, I like that. I like it. Yeah. All right, Shay. Thank you so much you. for joining us. All right. Hopefully thank you guys we'll, for having me. This is yeah. a good time. Yeah, it was fun. Hopefully, we'll see you again in uh, 2022. Do you have a release date for your album <laughs> yet? or? Uh, for... Uh, no, for the album, uh, 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 the final mixes are being put on it right now. Everything's kind of slowed down because of the, um, the whole thing. Because of the pandemic. <laughs> but I'm... Yeah. I think uh, probably sometime in May is when I'm going to be dropping it, uh, depending on how long these last few mixes take. But I, I think uh, I think you should be able to do it in May. Excellent. Shay Durain, right. thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks for having me to both of you. Cheers. Bye-bye. Have a good one.